he's back from over a year-long radio. Well, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. We know how much you've missed him, Tennessee. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. Can you say Hail Mary? So he's bringing you an all-new podcast coming straight from the heart of Knoxville. Eleven in a row, eleven in a row, eleven in a row, eleven in a row, and yeah, yeah, thirty-eight in a row, as in thirty-eight unanswered points. He's the hardest working man in America that doesn't drink beer. He's looking for a woman with a good insurance policy, and you can always find him on the second floor somewhere getting shoulder rubs. His name is John Reed, and this is Reed's Ranch. Point four, Florida, you can go to hell. Feelings too familiar. That darkness. The familiar sting of the pain of Tennessee football letting you down, breaking your heart, and just flat out pissing you off. I mean, South Carolina. Five and three. I don't know where to start. Let's bring in my man, Seth Hughes. We had to call an emergency session, a Sunday night recording. We had to get Davis to round up Seth, get him out of his dark room with the shades drawn. Seth, how are you feeling right now, Sunday night? Uh, better than you'd think. I've just not thought about Tennessee football for the past 24 hours. Uh, made made myself busy all day. Went to church. Shout out to the dude at church rocking the Hillary for Prison T-shirt. Taking communion in the Hillary for for Prison T-shirt. Then I came home, took a nap, and worked on my stereo and stuff like that all night. I went so to. I wouldn't have to think. I went to church as well. I went to an Episcopal church. Um. There was a woman preacher. I guess I don't know if that they're called. Uh, they're not called preachers. Uh, I guess in that denomination. But I'm ninety percent sure she said that something was shitty in her service. <laughs> she said that's shitty, and I stopped, and a couple of people looked around, and <laughs> I'm ninety percent sure she said shitty. So that's how my church service went today. There was a dude completely knocked out two rows in front of me, I think, just there to take a nap, and it was just an interesting service. Yeah, the the, the message today was on envy, which is always a good thing to hear about when you're a University of Tennessee graduate and live in Alabama, as you try not to be envious of, of either one of their football programs, because Auburn all of a sudden is awesome. Either one of their football programs, either one of their basketball programs. I mean, it just never ends. Envy. I, I think the lady preacher was actually preaching to my heart when she said it's shitty because today I wake up all throughout church, I just thought. The whole drive back, I just thought, wow, this is really shitty. <laughs> oh, 
I mean, where do you even begin? Like, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, like, we can start with the fact that me and you have been proven out to be 100% correct. He sucks. 100%. 100%. Said of the day was hired. Butch Jones sucks. I found the tweet. This tweet stuck out to me for three fucking years because I knew how right it was three years ago when I tweeted that, hey, you know what? This guy might be able to get you where you're getting eight to nine wins every year. I said, hell, he might even slip up and get lucky and win 10, but that's it. He's never beaten an elite. He's not going to beat elite coaches. He's not going to win you a championship. And then somehow this year I let myself get talked into thinking, you know what? We're that loaded. We have that much talent. The East sucks that bad that, you know what? Maybe we're going to, we should win the East this year. I let myself get talked into it, and I forgot who was on our sideline. Yeah. I mean, I I was a senior at UT when he was hired, and I tweeted the night he was hired, or the night it became apparent that's who we were going after, that if UT hires Butch Jones, I'm going to jump off the Henley Street Bridge. Thank God you're still here. Yeah, but, thankfully I didn't. And like Mike Griffith got into it with me that night about it because it was a dumb tweet, which like obviously no, it's not a dumb tweet because the dude can't beat Will Muschamp. I mean, <laughs> if Mike Griffith said, "Hey, don't make light of suicide," okay, Mike, I give I'll give you that. Maybe you shouldn't have been making light of people jumping off the bridge, whatever. But you're 100 percent correct in being upset about it. I got into a, a, an altercation with. Scott Van Pelt over because he told us we should be happy and Tennessee fans are spoiled because Butch Jones is such a good coach. A man paid millions of dollars to talk about sports thought Butch Jones was a good coach. At least Mike Griffith is a known hack. Yeah. Yeah, Scott Van Pelt's a UT sheep. I don't understand what Like, he loves Josh Dyes, which, hey, shout out to me for being right about that as well because last year people got so mad after the Western Carolina game when I was talking about how we should play Quentin Dormady because Josh Dobbs sucks. Josh Dobbs is not good. He caused more divots at williams Bryce Stadium last night than a shitty golfer does. I mean, how many yard darts is he going to throw? He looked like Donovan McNabb at the end of his career when he's out there skipping passes. All that was needed was for him to be hurling on the sideline before that two-minute <laughs> drive like Donovan McNabb did in the Super Bowl because they both choked. And they both were throwing interceptions when the game mattered. All, all we needed was him to just be gagging on the sideline. How terrible was that throw, by the way, on that second to last drive? How terrible was that throw? Josh Smith was so open. Oh, God, he was open. Oh, my God, he was so open. And he waited like 10 seconds too long to throw it. I mean, that cornerback was on a totally different player. And he comes over and makes the play. It was maybe the worst thrown I've seen since Josh Dobbs threw that pass against Texas A&M. The same exact fucking throw. Yeah. You know, like, I I mean, I got into it a lot with Tennessee fans who once again proved that I'm shocked they are able to tie their shoes before walking out of the front door every morning because they're so damn dumb. Holy shit. But, like, Really and truthfully, why do you not like give Dormady a look last night? It was evident in the first half. Like, again, we've said it this whole time since we started doing this podcast. If you don't run Josh Dobbs, what is the point? What is the point? If you're not going to run him, what's the point of having him at quarterback? And we didn't run him last night. 
So why not just like we win that game last night because Dormady can throw a five yard pass. True or false? True. Yeah, true. Like because like the only thing you had to do was beat South Carolina. It didn't matter how pretty it was. It didn't matter if you won by one point or a hundred points. All you had to do was win. And Dobbs didn't have it. 12 for 26. And I don't know what the hell he was doing on that Carlin Fields of May play. Well, it's like, I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who was at fault either, but I don't know what we're doing. One, putting him in the game. But two, not doing something something that's so simple. Just hand him the ball if he's got to come in for one play because Kelly's gassed. Like, do something that gets him out of the backfield, run run one of those stupid quarterback draws we always do. do run so- a QB power. Yeah. Why do we not run a QB power? Why do we not Why do we not put Dobbs in the shotgun with a running back, motion the tight end over, and run with Dobbs behind the tight end and running back? He's the best power runner on the team. Why do we not run that play? That's such a simple play that works. Because, it keeps having to throw the ball. Because Butch Jones ran a read option with Justin Worley for two years. And, like, I just feel like people want chaos. And, like, I feel like we're just a year late as far as everything getting burned down because we don't have an athletic director. Well, here's the question I have for you. The first tweet question coming in. It's it's, it's a nice segue. Would you rather win out or burn it down? I think I would rather win out. Because I don't want Dave Hart having anything to do with another hire in the athletic department. I mean, he won't, though, right? I mean, uh, well, sure. who's going to do it, though? Who's going to do it? There's nobody else. Haslam's care too much about the Haslam's are, are under federal investigation and care about the Browns too much to put their time and effort. And to make another hire here, we're not going to hire an athletic director until July 1 at the earliest. So the obvious solution is route to go 9-3, and three, obviously try to find a new offensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, to me, that is the best path forward. That is, like, because there's not even, there's not, I mean, the, the, as much as it sucks and as much as I hate it, like, the only like realistic thing at this point is that he he fires the board and he hires an offensive coordinator that he will actually let do his shit. Like, don't hire a patsy. Don't hire somebody who's going to run your offense. Go hire an offensive coordinator. Go hire somebody who, who calls their own plays out of their own playbook and installs a new system that's not this bullshit, goofy system we run, which is like we have no identity on offense. We scored 14 points against South Carolina. Georgia scored 28 with just running the ball. Yeah. With slow-ass, injured Nick Chubb. God bless him, but he can't move anymore. It's sad, Sony Michelle sucks. And, and they just ran the ball down South Carolina's throat. Yeah, I mean, like, Kelly. And we had goddamn so Jalen Hurd getting 16 yards on eight carries. Two yards a pop. Now, God bless him. He's got to be hurt because he's he's completely checked out. Something's wrong with him. You see him there's on the something side. Up. Yeah, there's something on. The, he's on the sideline, completely checked out. Something's because, up. Because, like, you know, 
he's always just feasted on these top teams. Well, hell, when he scored a touchdown last night, he just gets up and hands the ball to the ref. Yeah, there's there something up. Teammates didn't come high-five him, nothing. We scored a touchdown. He hands the ball off, and everybody walks nonchalantly back to the back to the sideline. And then you It's got to be Kelly's team as far as running back. I mean, he was getting six over six and a half yards of carry last night. Yeah, he's re- he's real good, man. And we it's w- a shame. And we wouldn't give him the ball, and we we wasn't we weren't going to give him the ball unless Hurd got hurt or whatever the hell happened to him. The same as Alvin Kamara. My biggest pet peeve. It's not even a pet peeve. No, my biggest annoyance. The thing that makes me mad is seeing all these people say, "Oh, it's DeBoer's fault." Fire DeBoer. No, it's not. No, fire it's DeBoer. Not. It's not. The guy shouldn't have the job. Butch Jones hired him. I I think Butch Jones is calling his offense. I don't think Mike DeBoard woke up in 2015 and said, you know what, this spread offense is something I really want to get behind. I'm going to come in here and put my offense in. No, DeBoard's a a name piece because Butch ran Mike Mike Bajakian off. You know, Bajakian left. He he, he didn't get fired. You know, he, he left, but he took a quarterback coaching job in the NFL. That's that's barely an upgrade. He he had the you know the foresight to leave, so Butch goes and hires his friend who's going to run the exact plays he wants to do. Yeah, it's not like I've never like, and even if DeBoer is calling the plays and it's his playbook, like, what do you want him to do? Like Josh Dobbs couldn't throw it five yards last night. Like it didn't matter what we called, Dobbs was going to screw it up. Like I like. I like and it and you know personnel decisions are not Mike DeBoer. That is Butch Jones. Like Butch Jones is going to go down with the ship with Jalen Hurd toting the rock. Like Mike DeBoer is not the problem here. Like no, he's not great. Okay, like I'm. He's he's not not good. good, Yeah, he's not not good. He's not the problem. And anyone with half a damn brain saw this coming when we hired him. Yeah. No one held Butch accountable then. Let's all wait and see. It's pretty obvious from day one whenever we were waiting and seeing that this isn't an elite coordinator. And if you're a shitty coach like Butch Jones, you have to have elite coordinators. It was obvious. And now everyone wants to say, oh, well, here, of course this is a scapegoat. Like we said, you fire, I guess you don't have to fire because it's only a two-year contract, but you go get an offensive coordinator and you buy yourself another year. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, and like I told this to people last night, I was, or tonight, I was like, like, the only hope at this point is that, like, he fires the board and he gets rid of Mahoney. And, like, honestly, I would like him to get rid of Azani, too. Um, and, like, goes and hires somebody like M- Matt Canada at Pittsburgh, like, some young offensive coordinator that runs a really good offense that knows what the hell they're doing. Like, everybody is running these, like, you know, inventive, creative offenses now. And we have an old-ass offensive uh, offensive coordinator who was like, a pool coach. He, he, he coached like, we're, swimming. Yeah, like, we're literally – we have a dude calling plays who made his name in the, ni- in the mid-'90s in the Big Ten, and if you watched football back then like I did, you don't exactly call the offenses of that day and age explosive. God bless Mike DeBoer, though, because it's like putting me at left tackle and expecting me to block. Like, yeah, I mean, it, he's I, not. I, I could try problem. as hard. I could try as hard as I want. I don't think DeBoer's checked out. 
I don't think DeBoer's sleepwalking like it looked like the team was last night. I think DeBoer cares. He's just he, he's not qualified. It's like putting me at left tackle. I can try as hard as I want. I'm not going to be able to get the job done. And whoever, yeah. put, and whoever puts me at left tackle deserves to be held accountable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean. But how – who the – I want to I want to know whose idea, whose who's, who's strategy, whose who's chart, whoever says that when you have the ball at the 45-yard line with 18 seconds left, you run a four-yard out route to your oh tight end. Oh, my God. We rolled them out to do a four-yard out route. Think what was the, up with that? The best Never. thing Ethan Wolf could do was not catch the ball like he's done all year. Because if he gets tackled in bounds, the game's over on a yeah, four-yard out route. Was, yeah. So, like, everything after the Josh Malone catch was malpractice. Then you got Dobbs. Was absolute who's, malpractice. Because you thought, like, we moved the ball so far, so fast. You were like, we're going to get in field goal range easy. We're going to go to overtime, and we're going to be able to escape with the win. And then, like, we do the rollout, and then Dobbs runs. And then, like, Butch Jones forgets that we won on a Hail Mary a month ago and decides to kick a 58-yard field goal. That, just, kick, was, um, that kick was as bad as Elliot Fries was two years ago in yes. overtime. Whenever they just, that was just whenever Spurrier uh, said, fuck it, it just kicked a 60-yard field goal that wasn't even close. That was the same exact thing. That was just an utterly, utterly embarrassing three-play stretch. For Josh Dobbs to be a genius... He has to know you can't stand in the pocket for six seconds and then run for another six seconds to get four yards. Yeah. I mean, the simple thing about it. You have the middle of the field because college has the bullshit rule where the clock stops after first downs. You have plenty of time to spike it. Like, I mean, we can talk about this all night. It basically comes down to this. He's not good. Like, Like, we could talk about this until the sun came up. Tomorrow morning. Wait, actually, and we, had we actually work. we didn't we have timeouts? No, we didn't have timeouts. No, we okay. didn't have timeouts. We didn't have timeouts. Well, I just kept remember seeing somebody say we iced our own kicker. I don't remember what what, what was that for. No, we didn't. Okay, no. okay, never mind. I remember we took our timeouts for some reason. Um, I was thinking of a tweet. No, we, we we took a timeout and then immediately dives through a pick. Yeah. Um, and then we took the next two on defense. Like we can talk right. about this until. You know, until kingdom come, the problem is, is that we are in year four and we still have really, really shitty quarterback play. That is beyond a huge problem. Like we have a dude who has been in the system for four years. This is Butch's guy, man. They made a huge deal when they flipped him from Arizona State, and he's not any better. Just look at Cincinnati. Like, it's the same problem at Cincinnati. They blame poor Lunchy Magoo, Munchy Lagoo, that black quarterback they had at Cincinnati. They kept balance, you know, bouncing them around, had playing three different ones because none of them were good enough. And at a certain point, you just have to say, wait, these guys can't develop quarterbacks. Yeah, like that's the biggest problem of the whole thing on offense is that we're in year four. Well, not it's one of the biggest problems. Another huge problem, like I said originally, is that. We don't have an identity. I, you know, I, I, I painstakingly examine Tennessee football, and I could not tell you what the hell we try to do on offense. 
We try we to get no we, offensive identity. We try to get Jalen Hurd the all-time rushing uh, title. That's what we're trying to get, so that Bush yeah. Jones can say he coached the all-time leading rusher at Tennessee. And it was a Tennessee guy. And it I feel really bad, but I there's nothing more that I want than to him not get that crown. I don't want it at all. Just keep it away from him. Keep the all-time rushing title away from him. I don't. I don't. I feel bad saying it, but that's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I like, I mean, I was honestly pleased, or not pleased, but I, I thought the defense performed admirably last night. Honestly. Like, considering all the shit that has gone down, we're on our third safety. We are on our fifth cornerback, fifth or sixth cornerback. Like, I mean, like, the dam is going to break sometimes when you have that many just new pieces. I mean, Evan Berry gets kicked in the face and has to go off bleeding. We have to put in Warrior. Buchanan is playing. We have to put in Markwell Osborne. Like, you know, I thought they performed admirably, honestly. Like, I know some people are going to disagree with that, and I understand why. But the offense still has all their horses besides Kamara. Look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. In in 2016 college football, 24 points. Is not much at all. Is not much at all. If, If Tennessee gives up 24 points to South Carolina, if you told me that a month ago, I'm thinking we win something like 48 to 24 or 51 to 24. Like the way off again, this goes back. Everybody is doing these offenses. We scored 14 fucking points on South Carolina on yeah. on offense. 14 points. And you know the defense really like the de- you know Dobbs threw that interception, so the you know the uh, Carolina had a short field. I mean like. The yeah. defense is doing everything you can ask of them when they are literally when we're literally playing three true freshmen on the back end. When basically what it comes down to on defense is if they're able to get the pass off, they're probably going to complete it. Like yeah. if Derek Barnett and Vereen can't get to the quarterback, the defense is going to be in trouble just because, like you said, they have Nigel Worry out there playing. You know, yeah. just getting reps I mean, when he's he like, getting you know, it. It's when. When Buchanan's in the game, like everybody, like, and I don't mean this anyway against Baylor Buchanan. Playing cornerback as a true freshman in the SEC is one of the hardest things to do. But when he comes in the game, it's like there's just a bright, you know, like everybody knows what's coming. You know, it's been that way for a while now, and it has nothing to do with him. Like I think he'll be a nice player, but he's a he's a true freshman. And then like, so we bench him. And we put in Marquill Osborne, another true freshman. But, like, to me, the problem on the back end of the defense, like, how many passes have to get floated before Todd Kelly picks one of them? We uh, we, we retracted our Todd Kelly sucks. I would like to re-implement that. Todd Kelly sucks. Oh, my God. I, got, I was yelling at my dad last night. I mean, we were so mad. I was just sitting there looking at him, screaming at him, because I was so mad about Todd Kelly. <laughs> And, like, my dad didn't even do anything. Like, I just needed to vent. I wasn't mad at my dad. I was just sitting I was like, I'm so tired of watching the other team loft these balls and us and him somehow not come down with the pick. How many times does that have to happen? We uh, we, we retracted that after the Florida game. We, we just want to get that back on record. Holy shit, I was getting so mad. 
But it's like you said, like it comes down, you can say everything you want. In 2016 college football, if you give up 24 points, you should win pretty much every game. Yeah. I mean, especially if you think Except you're Alabama. Offense. Except Alabama. Against once in a, against one. once in a generation teams, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you know the the best defense in the country, not South Carolina. God, I hate Will Muschamp, but he's five and zero against Tennessee. Five and zero. Butch Jones cannot score against South Carolina or against Will Muschamp. You know, it's it's like one thing when he couldn't do it on their defense when they had Vernon Hargraves and we had Justin Worley. But my God, he, that. Carolina team is devoid of talent, really. I mean, and they have their their best. Is it that was their best guy in the secondary that was punching Juwan Jennings, right? Yeah, yeah. They they had two people out in the second. Yeah, he gets kicked out in the first first quarter, and you still just can't move the ball against them. I did enjoy last night. I somehow got labeled as a, as a defender of Butch Jones and Josh Dobbs. As, Even though, like, as your Twitter name is Fire Butch Jones, as my Twitter name is Fire Butch Jones, solely because I said Butch Jones was better than Derek Dooley, and because I said Jarek Guarantano's red shirt shouldn't be burned, like that's literally all I said. I had multiple people tweet me after the game, like, "Good luck defending Butch," and are you still defending Butch? I'm like, do y'all have like multiple synapses firing off in your brain right now? Do y'all not understand what I was saying? I was shocked, to be honest, at the meltdown in the first half. Like, pe- like the people, people, people were shocked that we sucked again at the beginning of the game. People were so fed up. Like, for the most part, I still thought we were going to win. Yeah, I did too. So, I mean, I was just kind of like, whatever, this is what we expected. You know, just ugly games that we were going to have to find a way to win. I mean, well, like, and like, people were like, oh, I'm done. We lost to Carolina. I'm like, South Carolina is your breaking point? Really? We beat them one time when I was in college. Like, your breaking point, like, wasn't all these other, like, shitty seasons where we didn't go to a bowl game and lost at home to Vandy. Like, it was just, the fan base just, I mean, they acted very stupid last night. I I never understood why people were still on board after that, that 2013 Vanderbilt game. Yeah. That's when I knew Butch Jones officially sucked. Like, granted... uh, there was a pretty good indicator whenever he got beat by Derek Dooley. You know, and it wasn't like there was a big talent differential in that. I mean, Cincinnati came in here as three-point underdogs, three-and-a-half-point underdogs, and, you know, he just he coached them out of it going for all those stupid fourth downs and onside kicks and shit. Like, that that was the first clue that he wasn't very good. But the real indicator that should have let everyone it's know. Was when we wore gray jerseys. Is when we wore gray jerseys and lost to Vanderbilt. Yeah, that was a – At home. That was a – Oh, that was a brutal game to be at. My God. I don't think me and my dad said like five words to each other that after the game that night and the next day driving home. And then 2014 against Missouri at home, you realize he can't do simple math whenever he doesn't know how to take timeouts. Like that was, oh, a, that was another pretty says, good, that was another pretty, pretty good indicator that this guy's in over his head. I remember how mad you were that night. I was so like, I just, I was, I was speechless when he pulled that shit. He just does he just does dumb shit at the end of the game. Like it like it's as simple as that. Nobody knows why. Like there's some chemistry in his brain that dictates he's gonna be a dumb out. Oh no, I was just that was my butch impression of him getting mad in his head and just ah, time out. 
have a ball four yards when you need 15 because Aaron Medley can't kick a fucking ball. Ah. <laughs> I thought something was for real wrong with you, John. Ah! I want to kill somebody. How ba- that makes me so mad. Him acting like an idiot on the sideline, screaming at people all the time. Oh, he he continually makes a fool out of himself. It's so embarrassing. Like, he should have been mad last night at at certain things, but at a certain point, you don't have to berate. You don't have to berate kids every time they mess up. Usually, people know when they mess up. You don't have to. You don't have to act like an idiot on the sideline. Well, I have a a. Ah! Why did you touch that ball that was down at the one yard line? Ah! I just have a big problem with a guy who's paid $4.1 million a year, like, putting it on the backs of 20-year-olds. This is not a professional game. Like, you – the buck stops with you, dude. Like, if you don't want the heat, then stay in the American Athletic Conference. I thought you were going to go with get out of the kitchen. Well, that applies. I mean, like, you you know what I mean? If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Yeah. Out, like out, of, out of the kitchen for you, Butch Jones. You know, N- no so, more, no more cooking sandwiches. No more roasted meat. Get out of the kitchen. No lasagna, Butch. Can't take the heat. But it's like, like I don't even know. Like last night, were you even that mad, dude? I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't either because it was just like I was just sitting there in my recliner. I'm just thinking, so like he was who we thought he was, and we were right. Like, like you said earlier, I wish we would have done it in year three. Yeah, like I wish. Whenever so we had, whenever we had this talent and this schedule, because next year's schedule is not as easy. You go to Florida, you go to Alabama, you're going to have a good LSU team. Like this was the this year was the East on a platter. Well. I disagree. I think next year's schedule is better because there's not a four-game hellacious. Yeah, but we're not going to win at Alabama. We're probably well, not going to probably not going to win at Florida. And LSU. But all you have to do, I mean, next year, like we don't know if LSU is going to be any good. We have no idea. It is way too early to say that Georgia's not going to be any good. And at worst, well, either we're way, be, I don't, I don't care about next year. Who cares yeah, well, about next so, year? Forget it. Anyways, right. my point, For, forget, my I, point, forget I brought it up. I can't take the heat. I'm out of the kitchen on that one. I'm getting out of the kitchen on that take. My point, and I think your point, too, is that it would have been so much better if everything had just completely burned down last year. Like, like it almost, and like, I know this sounds crazy, but it almost would have been better for the program if we don't come back against Georgia. I'll never forgive Georgia for fucking that game up. Like, if we lose that game, then, like, there's a, like, we might just completely crash down the remainder of the schedule and he gets fired. But now you can't fire him because you don't have an athletic director or a chancellor. I'll never forget the guy from South Carolina for fumbling last year, heading into the end zone. Whenever they were about to score that touchdown. We had we it was there last it was there last year a chance to collapse. We already had yeah. the stories of people quitting. We already yeah. had, we already had the stories of the revolts. They were there. It was ready to happen. We're down twenty one points against Georgia. It was ready. Yeah. We we were there. We were free. 
And I remember, and I remember. we saved it with that bullshit comeback, and then we beat a bullshit Northwestern team, and we all got tricked into thinking this was our year. So I understand these feelings that people have about burn it all down. Start Like, I just, I think it's misplaced. I think it's a year too late, unfortunately. Yeah, it's much better to be two years too late. Um, Although, let's just wait again. It'd be two years too late. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they just, I don't think they're going to let Dave Hart make another hire. I know. I mean, after the Donnie Tindall debacle, why would you? Why would you ever let that sun tanning weirdo make another hire for the University of Tennessee? How does Dave Hart let Bush Jones hire Mike DeBoer? Like, how does he let that yeah. happen? How does he let that happen? Yeah, and I mean, what what's going to make you more angry? What's going to make you more angry? Whenever we get, whenever we go nine and three, and, and and people say that's progress, that it's okay, we're still showing signs of progress, or whenever everyone blames this year on injuries, <laughs> what's gonna the make progress, you more angry? Prog- progress, progress. Because people have no idea. People just don't sit there and think about how rare an opportunity like this year is because like it wasn't long ago where we were five and oh with all the momentum tied with 40 seconds left at Texas A&M momentum doesn't exist this is proof of that but we were I mean we were but we were playing way better than them like they couldn't stop us and like all he had to do was go for two and now we're sitting here, we lose that game, we lose to Alabama, and we just inexplicably, like, I mean, missed opportunity doesn't even doesn't even do it justice. Here's an interesting question that I got on Twitter. And I have too many notes, I didn't write down who asked me, but it was a good question. Who quit first, the coaches or the players? I don't, I don't think... Anybody can answer that that's not around the program on a day-to-day basis. I have no idea. Well, I mean, it's obvious to point out the players. There was something off last night, Butch said in the post-game press conference. Do you think there's anything to it? And we talked about it after the game. Actually, we didn't. We didn't talk about it after the game because we talked about the Titans. But it seemed like the coaches pretty early in the Alabama game made it clear that they were punting that game, that they were just going to get healthy, get to the bye week, and then start over. Like, the game plan was vanilla. You didn't you didn't put uh, Darren Kirkland out there, even though most people said he was probably able to go if they needed him. You you didn't put together your best game plan. You didn't try as hard to win that Alabama game. Do you think that maybe could be a little bit of the reason the players come out flat the next game against South Carolina? I mean, I don't know. I would think, if I had to guess, I would say last night was more of just a team expecting to walk in and beat a team without showing up. Like, in my opinion, and nobody here knows. I mean, neither one of us know. I mean, that would be my best guess. We'll always have the Florida-Georgia week, buddy. I mean, we'll be telling, you know, our grandkids about. Because who knows the next time we beat Florida. Every time I hear a Florida-Georgia line song, I'll think about that week. 
Every time I hear Florida Georgia line, strum up that steel guitar, and sing about fireball whiskey, I'll think about 38 in a row and the Hail Mary. Every time I hear Cruise, even the remix with Nelly, I'll think about how fun those week that week was. We'll always have Florida Georgia week. We'll always have Florida Georgia line. Was last night as embarrassing as it gets? Is that the worst? Where, where do you rate that in terms of Tennessee losses for you? It's right up there with Kentucky, the end of the streak. So that's number one for you I, right now is it was Kentucky losing to a wide receiver at quarterback? Yeah, I, to me to personally, game. That, that's the most embarrassing loss. But this is right there with it. Sadly, like you said, I wasn't even mad last night. I was, no, mo- it was just- I was mostly just mad that South Carolina fans were the one fan base that got to give me an L on the internet. They were just tweeting me nonstop. None of them were good. Well, there was one that was good. I'll get to that later. But there was one good diss. The rest of them were just, oh, wow, scoreboard. Who, su- who sucks now? That one dude called us fools. That, like... Then he was like, I just think y'all should wait until after the game to start talking shit. I'm like, then you don't understand the point of Twitter. Was that a Tennessee fan or a South Carolina fan? It was a South Carolina fan. Well, there was a Tennessee fan that was saying that to me, too. But you know what happened? I blocked his ass. Go to hell, buddy. Like, as soon as, as soon, literally as soon as the game ended, those Neanderthal Florida fans we got into it with for all those weeks. Like, that one kid is, like, in the 10th grade. He like, makes me he, so mad that damn Like he's grade. so stupid. Like there's no way he could even do a simple multiplication table. They're all like, from Tennessee too. Exactly. Like if you ask that dude what seven times eleven is, he's breaking out a TI eighty four. Okay. Like he needs a scientific uh, calculator. Okay. And like as soon as the game ends, he starts quoting my tweets. And like I could just tell that like I I, I was at a divergence. At the road, I could either go full scorched earth and just embarrass myself, or I could just put my phone down. I couldn't put my phone down. I got, I so wasn't. I, changed, I wasn't replying I a lot. Notifications to where I only got them from people I follow. <laughs> so thankfully, for the past twenty four hours, if I don't follow you and you've called me a dumbass, I haven't seen it. I, I didn't even. I didn't even go to my defense mechanism of calling people brother. And breaking them down with kindness. I just didn't answer for the most part. <laughs> Except one guy, he, he called me a clown, and I tried to tag his work that was in his bio and asked uh, asked if they want their employees bullying people on the internet and called them names. I saw that. I saw that. And he quickly, uh, he quickly changed his tune about me. That one MTSU fan that was caping for Alabama today. He's an Alabama fan that goes to MTSU. He's from and Sweetwater. Like he's from Alabama. No, he's from Sweetwater. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, okay, okay. He's from Sweetwater, he and he's only liked him for the last five or six years, and he was trying to talk shit before the Alabama game, and I said, you go to MTSU. Like, well, get out of here. Well, now he's talking shit about him. It's like, dude, you can't do I know. this. I know. Like, you're a sidewalk fan. You can't talk shit to me unless you show me a degree. Then you can talk all the shit you want, but you go to MTSU. What would you do or what would you give to get Butch Jones fired and a good coach in place? Oh man, God, I don't know. Like, I, 
I haven't even let myself. Like last year, I was full throttle, all in on getting his ass fired. Me too. But like this year, I haven't even let myself think about it because I just keep thinking if we let Dave Hart make another hire, he's gonna he's gonna screw it up. It's gonna be worse than Butch Jones. Does Dave Hart have the full authority still to fire somebody? Like since he's a lame duck AD, does he? Do you think he has? Surely the, not. Surely not. Like who is running? Who is running shit out there? When they were who fi- is running the show? When they were five and zero, oh, there's no way they could have thought about we're gonna have to make a decision about firing this guy. We're five and zero oh, and number nine in the country. Yeah, it, like we were right there, about to be six and zero. Oh, All dude. you have to do is be a and M, and who gives a shit if you get beat by Alabama? Nobody cares. Yeah. Like we were right there, about to be six and zero. Oh. <laughs> And it, it's like it just comes down like you can say all you can say injuries. The schedule sucks. Like, yeah, it does. The the injuries are just I mean, I don't even know where to begin on the amount of injuries we've had. The schedule is just awful. The four game stretch was miserable, but it all comes down to one thing. Butch Jones sucks. Like that's all it is. He sucks. Okay. He sucked last year. He sucked the year before that. He sucked the year before that. Like he, he sucked at Cincinnati. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. He sucked at Cincinnati too. I don't know where. I don't even. Like, I don't care. Who but he cares? sucked. Who sucked? I don't yeah, care. he sucked. He sucks at Tennessee. Yeah, who cares? He's been so obvious. He's terrible. To anybody. Fuck Jones. A he's a terrible coach. He sucks. He's awful. He's, he's terrible. He, he's awful. No good. He beat a player's he, ass. I mean, come he, on. He has a flat top, and he was. He has a flat top. He has a flat top. That's all I need to know about him. He has a flat top. Seth, can you uh, are you on your computer right now? Yes. Uh, there was an update in the Matt the Matt Crowder trial, right? There was yes. A, what what was that verdict? Because he's not getting he's not getting much time. See, I wasn't sure if he was getting any time. Can you uh, yeah, can you okay. find that for me? He sentenced to two months in jail. When was that sentence brought down? Uh, that was October the twelfth. It was published October the twelfth. Yeah, that's when the whole season fell apart, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so the, we lost our good karma because it turns out Mac wasn't as bad of a guy as we He thought. will be out of jail by Christmas, and then he has to serve three years on probation. We lost our karma from that. And all of a sudden, Butch <laughs> sucked again. He, lo- he lost the karma of the Angels. We no longer had Angels on the sideline. Seth Hughes, what would you do, what would you give to get Butch Jones fired and a good coach in place next year? Oh, I don't know. I mean... Would you... I think I've been given this thought. I think my max is I would kill a drifter with no fear of jail time. Oh, hell yeah. Man, I think I could kill a drifter right now and not have any remorse. That's how much I hate Butch Jones. Like, all I'd have to do is think about last night and I could pull the trigger. Like, I just envision Butch's face on a drifter. Pow. Yeah, I'd kill a drifter for sure. He's so bad. He's, He's terrible. So bad. He's no good. He God. lost. A, he lost to Derek Dooley. He lost to that quarterback from Maryville that went to Vanderbilt at home. Like literally everybody can beat Will Muschamp, except Butch Jones. <laughs> he can't beat him. Kirby Smart can beat Will Muschamp. Kirby Smart can blow Will Muschamp out God. on the road. On the road. Would you kiss a dude to get Bush Jones fired? Hell yeah. 
What about hand job? <laughs> We're putting the tip in if it can get Butch Jones fired. maddening is it to see rain man jim harbaugh be on the verge of a national championship appearance they're not going to beat alabama but how maddening is it to see rain man go to michigan and fix everything in two years oh no it's what happens when you pay somebody and you you hire a top coach washington washington the huskies of washington it's like it it came out this week that michigan's paying jim harbaugh nine million dollars that is such a bargain. Like $9 million for Jim Harbaugh is a bargain. He's worth 90 Think about all the revenue he brings in, all the students who are going to want to go to Michigan now. Jim Harbaugh is currently at the Cubs game with a glove in the outfield. He is a 50-year-old. In his Malcolm X glasses. He's a 50-year-old man that takes a baseball glove to a baseball game. And he's Rain Man. And he's got Michigan all of a sudden back in the national championship picture. We have the opposite of Rain Man. We have a what's the opposite of Rain Man? Just a dumbass. We have a dumbass with that, that that can't handle his emotion, that doesn't know how to talk to people, that doesn't win football games, that tries to be cool and fails at it. I'm so mad. How about Will Muschamp throwing the ball in third and seven to put the game away? When 100% we would have done an inside handoff like we did against Georgia, like we did against Florida last year where Dobbs just runs to the the sideline and falls down. Will Muschamp trusted a freshman to to throw it on third and seven. When Will Muschamp is is offensively superior to you. More cutting edge than you. Yeah, when when Will Muschamp is willing to take more chances offensively than you are, it might be time to reevaluate things. Well, you think, but he, he's just going to retreat further in his bunker, I'm afraid. Did you see Tom Satakawi? However you say his name, the basketball oper- director of operations. What did he say? He tweeted out a picture at General Nealon's grave today. What? That's morbid. He went to visit him. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Look up the tweet. I'm serious. We all do strange things in times of need. Do you think there's a little foreshadowing there about Butch quitting? But Butch, Butch get, getting too hot in the kitchen and Butch leaving before his omelet's finished? Visited someone special after church this morning. What the hell? I went out to eat to Ruby Tuesdays after church this morning. <laughs> I think it's a little foreshadowing. Maybe he's caught. Maybe he's talking about how uh, Butch is a quitter. Maybe Butch is resigning. God, that is weird, dude. <laughs> God, what is this? Like, why do we even care? I'm checked out like, for the rest of the season. I don't give. I don't give one. I, the, you asked if I'm mad about the game Saturday. I'm only mad that I watched it because I kept saying I wasn't going to watch it and just check the score and DVR it. But I got stuck at home and I watched it. 
and that's the only thing that made me mad was that I took the time. I took three hours out of my night, and then the two hours afterwards where I kept checking Twitter of all these idiots roasting me. Uh, I'm mad that I gave five hours of my Saturday to that. That's the yeah. only thing I'm mad about. It's like, you know, I mean, like I was getting so mad at halftime last night because Dad wanted to watch the World Series. And I was like, we're not watching baseball. Like, it's just like, it just ruins your whole night. You just get mad at everybody. Like, Mom leaves because she didn't want to be in the same room with us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Would you I'm, rat- just sitting there, I'm just sitting there verbally lashing my dad over Todd Kelly. It's just worthless. It's so stupid. Would you rather lose to Kentucky and have Kentucky win the East or let Florida win the East? Uh, I don't know. I mean, let Kentucky win it. Who cares? The sad thing is there's still a decent shot at Florida loses to Arkansas, and then we're still going to be sweating that LSU game out for a chance to go to Atlanta. I don't know. Who cares, though? Like, I, I have a hotel booked in Atlanta, and I don't give a shit. If you had super strength, what animal would you fight? A polar bear. Ooh, it's a good one. What about if you have to go to the to Antarctica, though? What if you had to go to Antarctica to fight on his home turf? I don't know. I just fought a grizzly bear then. On one of those glaciers. <laughs> just fought a grizzly bear. And the fight started because you drank his last Coca-Cola. <laughs> those were some good-ass commercials. I love those commercials. Those were some damn fine commercials. Best Halloween movie you've ever seen? Uh, I don't know. Do you like scary movies? Not really, no. Yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? No. Do you believe in demons? No. I thought you were religious. <laughs> I don't I don't believe in demons, John. You believe in angels but not believe in demons. That seems a little <laughs> logical. <sighs> I mean, do, can one exist without the other? <laughs> I don't know, John. I don't know. Do you ever talk, I don't know. Do you ever talk with your parents about this? No, I haven't. <laughs> I watched The Conjuring 2 last night. Was uh, it good? It was all right. I was, I'll was. i just say that I'm. Uh, the ratings it got were good, and they shouldn't have been. Like, the first one was really good. That's probably my favorite Halloween movie was The Conjuring. You know, it was terrifying. And I don't know if maybe it was just the fact that I was just so mad from the South Carolina game that I was watching it, or the fact that my Twitter kept blowing up, but I just wasn't into it. Didn't think it was very good. And it still got pretty good ratings. Well, the last scary movie that I was like excited to watch was Babadook. I haven't, Babadook. Se- I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen it that. has ninety eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm checking now, and like when I watched it, it was ninety nine percent, and it was not imp- I was not impressed by it at all. I thought you told me it was good. I mean, like it wasn't scary. Oh yeah. Well, if you don't believe in ghosts or demons, I mean, what the hell can you be scared of? I, I want to be scared. You ever seen Strangers? It's kind of scary. I don't think so. It's where they're out like at the cabin, and some people just come. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah, that was pretty scary, right? Yeah, that was that was that did have some scary parts. That's something that could actually happen, you know. What about the ring? Did you watch that back in the day? Yeah, it didn't really do that for me. If it's PG thirteen, I'm not getting scared of it. Just a rule of thumb. <laughs> got to be R for me. I got to see some guts. Somebody getting their throat slit or something. Oh man.
thoughts on Charlie Strong? Um, that's how I knew. That's how I knew that Butch Jones in Tennessee had broken you because I woke up with a two a.m. text from you saying that you've changed your mind on Charlie Strong. You want him to win at Texas. It just made me really sad when I was watching them last night. When I was watching their house, and like he couldn't even really celebrate that win. All he does is beat top 10 teams. He can't like, beat anybody but top 10 teams. Like, it's very weird. And, like, they won that game, and, like, he just – he couldn't even celebrate. And then they were, like, interviewing his players after the game, and the interviewers uh, – the players were, like, talking about how much they love him, how much they love him as a – like, it was just sad, man. I was like, this is a good dude. This is a good man. Like, he sucks. Charlie Strong is a good man. He's a good man. And, like – it would be uh, he, nice lot, if college football had more good men like him he's a lot, he's and a less lot, bad men like Butch Jones. He, he's a lot like Conzo Martin, who's also a good man. Yeah, who that's got, true. Who, who got a contract extension. He's a good man, and most people don't talk about that. <laughs> Conzo Martin's a good man that beat cancer and deserves your respect. He was treated unfairly at Tennessee. I got two people that... uh. That kind of hurt my feelings. Usually, people don't bother me because when they when they talk shit to me, I don't care about their opinion. One guy tweeted in that Tennessee's chances to win the East faded faster than my hairline. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry. And some that that guy didn't follow me. He was a fan of Florida. That was a good one, though. Shout out to him. And then some guy who follows me all the time and tweets me all the time who talks nothing but shit to me. I don't know how I haven't blocked him yet. He, he, he roots for the Chattanooga soccer team, so that you could that's what kind of that's what kind of guy he is. That tells you all you need to know. He tweeted me that he would rather let someone kick me in the ball. This is him talking about himself. I'd rather let someone kick me in the balls and then slip my throat as I'm doubled over in agony than listen to John Reed talk about the NBA. <laughs> but he takes pride in being a Chattahooligan, is what the hashtag is in his bio. Hey, go fuck yourself, buddy. <laughs> anything, <sighs> anything on the way out? Nope. I love you, boys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this is what Tennessee football does to us, but at least it gives us this. They're so bad. And I, I feel bad because... I. I don't want to do the support the boys things, but there are a couple players on there that I really love. Like, I love Jawan Jennings. I love Jawan Jennings. He's my favorite player that's come through Tennessee ever since I could remember. Yeah. Like, especially of the last 10 years. Like, there's no so, do you think – okay, I was saying about this last night. Do you think last year's team was better? I don't know, because we should be 3-5 and five, most likely. Like, we probably should be 3-5. Yeah. and five. We should have lost to Appalachian State. We probably would have lost to Virginia Tech if they didn't fumble six times, and we recovered all six of them. Like, we, we're, we're just not very good. We're not very good. We got lucky. Uh, okay, we got lucky, guys. We kept fighting it off, but no, we got lucky. Well, it was just that we the flashes we, of we, being very good. Yeah, we would have lost to Florida. We would have lost to Florida if the crowd checked out. It's like, just like the, like if the, the crowd the, if, really good. if the crowd like, didn't if the crowd wasn't as loud as it's ever been that whole second half and completely just overwhelm Appleby we probably lose that game like the crowd was so loud that the defense was just getting off the ball so fast getting stops you know six three and outs in a row the kid was rattled because of the crowd like Florida probably kicked our, would have kicked our ass at Florida this year 
We're just not very good. But I love Juwan Jennings. I love to, I, I love Joe Kelly. Shout out to Joe Kelly for being the best Kelly on the team. <laughs> I love Derek Barnett. I love Corey Vereen. God, I love Shy Tuttle so much. Shy Tuttle, Evan Berry, those guys get it. Those guys play hard. I don't I don't want to check out on the team or talk too much shit because some of them follow me on Twitter. Like I do feel bad, you know, completely going full red and bashing them. But you know, Butch's son follows me. Shout out to Alex. I I feel bad talking shit about his dad, but I mean, you know who I felt bad for last night was Zach Jansic. Shout out to John Jansic for coming off the top rope on Tennessee. <laughs> Holy shit, he gave us the eye emojis. <laughs> There was the two. Hands. Yeah, there was two. I was gonna say there was one with the prayer hands praising. <laughs> he was the prayer hands. He was praising. He was praising the Lord that South Carolina beat us. And then Levi called him a peelhead adulterer. <laughs> well, don't 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 throw stones. If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen before the pizza's oh, done. Man. Don't be cooking pizza if you can't take the heat. No no, no bacon spaghetti. Although I I had my reserves. I had my reservations about Bob Shoop. I got those tweets ready to fire off, too. I don't think Bob Shue was as home run as a hire as everyone said. I don't think he's the pro- near. I think he's good, though. Like, I don't think he's the problem at all. He's not the problem. We know what the problem is. The problem is Butch. Yeah. We know what the problem is. How sad is it that in 2016, our, the hope of our franchise, the hope of our program, is to convince Jim Bob Cooter to come home? I mean, I, I the hope, the only hope I see right now is that Jared Guarantano is special. Well, I'm going to go ahead and spoiler alert. We're going to play Dormany, and he's going to be average. Oh, I think he's gone. Spo- spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We're going to go through three more years of this shit. Our only hope is Jim Bob Cooter coming home to be our fucking head coach. Go figure. Seth, I think I get out of here. Last Last time, I'll remind you. Seth, you got anything on the way out? No. Love you, boys. I love you. Shout out to Seth. Appreciate the time. Davis. Later. Davis is going to get everyone a, a playlist ready on Spotify. Check out the playlist, Reed's Ranch, on Spotify. You dig the music that he plays. He's going to put you on some music if uh, if you're into that. So check out the Spotify playlist, Reed's Ranch. Not sure when I'll have it up and ready, but just keep your eye open, and we'll tweet it out from the Reed's Ranch Pod show account whenever it's ready. Appreciate all this. Butch Jones, you could go to hell.